Well, Father Jonathan, Easter continues. How are we doing? Easter continues. We're doing pretty well, you know. We get to... I've never really considered the fact that our school years tend to end during Easter. Yeah, that's right. That's an interesting thought. Like, what do we? how do we consider the end of things in the midst of the resurrection? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I at, at this age uh, that I am now at, I am finally starting to think about the year as January to December. Uh-huh. Like, up until now... I do not think of it that way. Do you still not think about it that way? No, I work at a school. <laughs> right. So, like, for me, the year is still in my imagination, August to May, you know? Um yeah. No, that's good. So, like, the school year ends in the new year, and sorry, it ends with uh, the resurrection, and that's that never enters into my preaching, though. Like, I I don't I don't work at a school, so I don't know. Never. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I should start preaching about yeah. that at the school. Preaching about the hey, resurrection, I don't know. probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. So no. I got to tell you, um, yeah. I have been really enjoying listening back over these conversations. Um, yeah, it's oh, yeah? a couple of weeks in a row now where I've listened to this show, and uh, it's been very helpful for getting my like, like where these conversations are our, like our first pass, and so I can just skip the first pass when I actually sit down to write my homily. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and I've I mean I, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's it has been interesting, and I think it's especially true with these past few weeks where. It's kind of like a slow burn. Like we 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 take a little bit of time to kind of work through the yeah work through oh, the yeah. weeds, and it's not till the very end that we f- we start like actually seeing what's there, which is brilliant. Yeah. I love that about that right. we have that opportunity to yeah, to do totally. that work, so that so that just as you say, we can kind of we've already done our first pass. So when it actually gets time to doing to writing, it's like oh. I know that I don't right, need to go right. down that road. So today, for example, um, I listened to our episode from last week, and the one thing that stood out to me was the conversation about the good shepherd, like shepherding us through death to new life. Um, like I, I yeah. certainly focused on that in my homily today. But one thing that I didn't, uh, that I that I added today that wasn't in our conversation, is that I I realized in the ordo for mass here that they encourage the homily to be about vocations because it was, it's vocation Sunday. Um, and so I didn't realize that until I saw the Ordo. And then I realized like, how can I tie vocation to the good shepherd? Like, well, an easy way to do that is what I think we all do is that the good shepherd calls us and we follow. Okay, great. Um, and so I, I mentioned that, but then I also tied in the whole thing about him walking through death to new life. And I spoke about how, a Christian vocation is also a call to dying. Uh, like every vocation yeah. has a death to it. And so, you know, how often are we called to die to ourselves as priests or as, you know, husbands and parents? Like your vocation is to follow the Good Shepherd into the darkness and that there will be life, you know, through that. So like whatever your vocation is, God is inviting you to a certain kind of death. And part of that is like you say no to a ton of stuff when you follow this mm-hmm. path, but also like the difficulties that come in your vocation are not exceptional. They're part and parcel of your vocation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've been kind of on a kick on recently is, okay, that's great and important. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but what's the mm. next step? <laughs> 
Like, how do we as Christians, and this is specifically coming up because we've been talking a lot about Saul and the lectionary these couple of days, and is in our reading for our first yeah. reading for Sunday, uh, and looking at, okay, yeah, we, we follow Jesus, we imitate Jesus, we, we walk with Jesus. Um, but in the case of St. Paul, especially in a, and explicitly in our, in our first reading, look at how all the people were afraid of him, not believing that he yeah, had become a yeah, disciple. Yeah, I underline that too, yeah. Like, how, how do we go from, okay, recognizing sort of intellectually that this idea of conversion is an important one, and we all go through it, and then not demonizing the person who has been kind of a, you know, the, uh, uh, the bad guy and has gone through uh, right. a conversion. Whether we believe it or not, like, at what point do we stop taking the person's mm. word as on, yeah. at face value? Yeah. I mean, they show it through their mm. actions, sure, and St. Paul mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. did. Um, but, but I think there is a... I, I really do believe that that second step is not just recognizing that conversions are a thing, but accepting those of us that go through the conversion, not forgetting mm. the bad things that we've yeah. done. Yeah. That's not, that's, that wasn't the, the beautiful thing of St. Paul's life. Uh, it was because, I mean, he, he wore that, he wore that maybe not as a badge of honor mm. or of pride, but like, look, I'm the yeah. worst one. Yeah. And yet Christ right. called him. I mean, there, there's a tie. I mean, I underline the same part, you know, not believing that he was a disciple. It reminded me of what you were pointing out last week with, I have sheep that are not of this fold. Um, and how quick yeah. it is to for us to just judge that other people are not as close to the Lord as I am, you know, uh, or doubting that that person has a relationship with Christ or that he's a disciple or that 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 person has been through a conversion and being merciful and compassionate that that person may have been invited to change and to grow. Like, I would rather hold on to grudges and say, like, you've, woun- yeah. Yeah, you've wounded easier, me, certainly. you've hurt me, like, there's no way that you can change, you know? Um no, that's good. That's good. I, I mean, I underline this too in St. Paul just because I started to wonder in myself of like, why would I be unbelieving that someone else was a Christian? Like, why would I need to be suspicious of that? Um, I, I mean, there are people that can be manipulative and take advantage of, like we have this guy in the book of Acts, you know, the Simon, the the, the magician or whatever, like with his power, he's trying to deceive the people. But I, I don't know. I think that maybe the yeah. posture of the Christian should be one of just trusting that there are many who are called that I would rather not have be a co-disciple with, you know? Um, but Jesus calls them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's a bit of a, a, a controversy right now, but especially look at something like cancel culture. Hmm. Like, we're so willing to point out people's faults to the extent that they're no longer able to be... I mean, we're, we're going back to, uh, to treating people like lepers and making them stay on the on the right. outskirts shouting right. unclean right. unclean um you know like is that the mm-hmm. role of the christian well jesus spoke pretty explicitly mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. that um you know yeah no totally totally so other than just men- so like are you building a homily maybe around this idea of of exclusion and lack of mercy and compassion for those who go through conversion um i mean and you can tie that with the vine like like, who are the disciples? The disciples are yeah. those who are tied to the vine, those who belong to the vine. Yeah. You know, and those that don't bear fruit are thrown out, you know, to wither. Um, 
Like the only the only requirement for discipleship is to be tethered to the vine. Like that's you know, and right. to bear fruit for sure. You know, uh, and Saint Paul certainly bore fruit. You could see that. You know. Yeah, you know, it's an, it's an interesting image, and I think we, at least I, miss the mark quite often when I'm praying with the, the vine and the branches, because, again, he's quite explicit with this. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. Now, we are the branches. Okay, I don't really know what that means, as separate from the vine, but, like, we're not the yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, we're, th- we're the thing that's, as you said, tied on. We're attached mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, so what does that mean, right? I think we we try to put Jesus and God and religion and all the things that that we like in a neat little box, and say this is how this is what mm-hmm. the vine really yeah. is, and we sort of try to become. <laughs> just it's just now clicking with me. This is the sin of Adam and Eve. We try to become yeah. the vine grower. Yeah, in a yeah. sense, I think. Uh, so yeah, how how to build a homily around that? I think these are all things that we naturally, because I don't want to just sit up there and 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 talk bad about Twitter or social media mm-hmm. or anything like that, because there's there are definite graces right. to be had there. Maybe this is an opportunity to, I mean, this theme of recognizing what the resurrection means for us in mm. our daily life, like this could be an opportunity to pray with, um, with, I mean. Yeah, on that day-to-day grind, what are we who are we yeah. called to be? And and are we keeping the vine the uh, that that root at the at the core, at the root of our, yeah. of our own I I'm inclined to lean in the direction of preaching about enemies. Um and like it's very striking that we're given like it's even he's even called Saul still, you know. At this point he's he's been through his conversion. Yeah. You know, but we don't call him Paul yet. Um, like there's something very evocative in that Saul is a converted Christian and we know where he will end up. He will end up beheaded in Rome after having preached the gospel everywhere. Um, yeah, there's this middle step where he's being, he's, people are suspicious of him and afraid of him. And it just, I mean, maybe it's because of what, like I struggle with, with seeing and felt my fellow brothers and Christians it's like I'm super suspicious of some guys, you know, and super suspicious that like you're like <laughs> Christians don't behave that way. And it's like, hold on a second, I yeah. am not the vine grower. Like I am not the I am not the judge. Right. This person, right. like God right. has brought grafted this person in the waters of baptism onto the body of Christ to bear fruit. And like I'm not the judge. Like I am the one who is a co sinner <laughs> with this person. You know, like have mm-hmm. some humility where you can say that maybe this former sinner is greater than you in the kingdom of heaven like i don't know i think i i can wrestle my laurels and say like well i've never wavered too far and look at this guy he's terrible it's like well hold on a second i think there's a homily there you know of like think about the person you hate the most are you ready for them to be admitted to heaven before (laughs) you you know yeah yeah you know and i wonder if there's an opportunity so i'm looking at the alleluia verse remain in me as i remain in you what is it, what do you think that means? Remain. Yeah, uh, stay. Um, be close to uh, dwell. Well, and then consider this person Saul, who has been called to be, you know, such a great and prolific missionary who also killed right. and tortured Christians. 
how do you remain with that truth? Remain with the truth of his, his what, checkered past or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of what you were saying, like he has now been called, maybe not to be greater than us, but certainly a, a great yeah, leader yeah. among I, us. I mean, I, for what it's worth, I think that uh, it's worth celebrating how someone who's so far gone can be brought into the fold. Like, um, yeah. Like, but think of our gut reaction of, well, if that's if he's if he's a Christian, then I don't want to be a part of wow. that that mentality. Yeah. Like all the people that don't yeah. remain, because they think they know what this what this really is they think they've become so the vine how about grower. This? i think you focus on the word remain i'm going to just focus on the preposition in for a second um if we're in uh-huh. christ so like you could start to think about that in a lot of ways like if we're inside christ then christ is bigger than all of us and so there there's a humility that's required yeah. to be a part of something so i am not the thing like you were saying like i'm not the thing i'm a part of the thing and I think that it's very easy to for me to put myself in the judge's seat and to say that it's kind of disgusting that the body of Christ has Paul as a member because Paul is a murderer. Um, like, Jonathan yeah. is a sinner. David is a sinner. Like, we don't want them in the body of Christ because the body of Christ needs to be pristine. Right. It's like, wait a minute. The, the first reading ends with the body of Christ was being built up uh, and was being consoled by the Holy Spirit, and it grew. Like... It was growing and being built up yeah. with like with stones, with living stones. And we are all twisted and broken stones, but they're being used by the agent. The agent is the Holy Spirit. It's Christ. Like there's kind of all a lot of these are kind of readings of like put yourself in the place of humility and realize that the church is not you. Mm-hmm. You know, you make up a yeah. part of it, but you're yeah. not the you're not ultimately the you're not the vine grower. Like, I think the way that you said that is really good. Yeah, you know, and I wonder if there's an opportunity here. This may not be the place, it may not be the place in, in a homily to do this, but could we consider who the vine grower is? I mean, okay, God, yeah, Father, boom. But like, what does that actually mean for God to be the vine grower? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't actually know. I mean, I don't actually know. I mean, I have some ideas. Well, well, what are your ideas? Yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, since we keep coming back to this idea that we tend to put ourselves in that place, um, what, what is the place that we're, what is the, what is the good of this? Like, how, what does God as the vine grower actually look like? And what does he do? Well, I mean, there's an active role here. God is the one who makes it grow, right? So St. Paul will say that later, yeah. you know, is that I came and planted, others came and watered, but the Spirit makes it grow. Um, and the yeah. first reading ends that way. So like we've, we have both the first reading and the gospel with that growth, uh, both of the community and of the vine. And if the vine is the community and God is the one who makes it grow, then, I mean, I think about this a lot. Actually, you know, just today we had uh, Vocation Sunday, which I'm kind of opposed to as like a thing, <laughs> just because it's like we we collapse into we kind of fumble into and collapse into this recruitment model where it's like if we're not going to die as a church, then we need to make it grow, and the way the way we make it grow yeah. is by recruiting more members. And how do we do that? By dedicating all of our efforts to promoting vocations which is great like not against that but yeah every sunday in a sense should yeah. be vocation and also, sunday like 
it's not my job to make the church grow. Like that's not my job. My job <laughs> is to yeah. like a like fiat, let the Lord work, you know, and stop mm-hmm. getting in the way, you know. And I think I know you and I talk about this a lot with homilies. It's like how often does a man just get in the way? It's like let the spirit speak. Yeah. Let God grow his vine. Let the spirit build up the body. Move out of the way. Um and you could you could tie this to like the the political climate. It's like you just have all these people who want to like put their will forward, and it's like all you need to do is step back and let God work, uh, and collaborate with Him. Hmm. You know. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's important to keep in mind. You know, I'm I'm reminded of this idea uh, that Tolkien had of the artist as the co-creator, uh, something that I like to talk about quite often. But I think it's, you know, we 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 can trick ourselves into thinking that we are the ones that, you know, when we do something, when we do something special that we have, we have right. made it happen. Uh, or as the truth of the matter is God, as you're saying, God is the one that makes these things happen. We are the, we are the facilitators in a sense. We are the ones working mm. with God to make sure that, you know, we, because we have this, this active and this passive role in our lives I'm talking about this with a group of uh, of our school board members today that, you know, you look at, and I'm using, okay, I'm going to go kind of off, uh, off the wall here. Uh, you look at two resurrection stories of Emmaus and the seven disciples at the end of John who are out fishing. Like there are two very different realities here. One of a passive, Jesus will meet you on the way, even if you're going the wrong mm. way. Awesome. And then at the disciples, Jesus calls out to them and it's their job, their duty to either jump in the water and swim to shore or take their time and bring the fruits, the gifts of their, of their bounty to the shore to meet Jesus. Like both of those involve meeting the Lord. Both of those involve being enlivened, having our hearts set on fire. The response is going to be different. And that's, I think the beauty of this, this idea of co-creation that we walk with the Lord in such a particular and for us individual particular way. Um, but the root, the root, the vine mm-hmm. doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a thought. So back to the Alleluia verse. Remain in me as I remain in you, says the Lord, whoever remains yeah. in me will bear much fruit. Um, the mistake is focusing on the fruit because it does not say mm-hmm. bear much fruit. It says, remain in me so that's the command like the christian command is to remain in jesus and we get so obsessed about bearing much fruit it's like look jesus doesn't say bear much fruit here he says remain in me and you will bear fruit but that's not up to you like the bearing fruit is something that (laughs) happens in you because you chose to to remain in me like yeah but what we do is Absolutely. we start focusing on the bearing much fruit, and then now the game is up. Like, we, we lost the game before yeah. it started because we focused on our results <laughs> rather than on our remaining in Christ. It's like, yeah. focus on For fruits, sure. and you'll lose, you'll lose the <laughs> essential thing. Focus on the essential thing, and the fruits will come, you know? Boom. There's this great Zen saying made popular by Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. He said... Uh, you can see the finger pointing at the moon and miss the whole heavenly glory. Yep. It's like you get distracted by by what's not important. Right. So the logic of the world is to bear much fruit as a command. Yeah. Bear much fruit. It's like, well, that's not really what Jesus wants me to do. 
all he says is remain in me and like by this my god my father's glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples like okay but the bearing much fruit there is not hey david go recruit six new priests it's like mm-hmm. no it's remain in me and i'll do the recruiting through you you know boom Anyway, I can get kind of on a soapbox with this because I think that we like, we, especially in like in school, I'm a student right now. Everything is so yeah. like product oriented. It's like yep. if you don't have the right yep. paper with the right grades, you're not good enough. It's like all Jesus wants me to do is to remain in him. So like everything else <laughs> is extra, you know? Anyway, yep. I like it. Final thought. Go pray. All right, bud. Till next time. <laughs>